morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever this is your ears, and welcome to BC Weekly, where we talk about all the topics that matter to you and us, live sports and video games. Remember, you can find BC Weekly wherever you pick up your podcasts, or whether that be iTunes, YouTube, or SoundCloud, you'll find us, and we'll always put the link up on Facebook as well. I'm one of your hosts, Chuck. I'm the other host, Brandon. And, Brandon, how was your day? Well, Chuck... This is the second time we're doing this podcast, because unfortunately, the first time we did the podcast, our entire 33 minutes, we had it on mute. 38 so, minutes. Oh, even worse. 38 <laughs> minutes. So, yeah, this is our second time today. It's a little, little rough, but we're getting through it, you know? So, to be honest, I already know how Brandon's day was. He went to Maroonzy today, and uh, he noticed that one of those uh, big inflatable rides... Uh, the ones with the so it's like four it's like a circular arena it's kind of like an inflatable circular arena and then there's four different platforms and so people stand on the platforms and there's like this sweeping arm that like goes in a circle and you gotta try to jump over it. it's kind of like a log if you will and uh, he made a really good dodge and people were I impressed did. I did I was in my work clothes so I could not jump efficiently um, a lot of my legs oh, a lot a lot of legs my legs all, got, all, so all many of, of your legs all of my legs <laughs> all six of them right. Um, my legs got just, they were stuck in, they were tighter pants, so I couldn't stretch them out fully. So I couldn't jump the way I normally do, and my jump wasn't clear, I hit it, fell down, and I was, saw the pole coming straight to my face, so reactively I just ducked down, and I dodged it, a lot of people saw it, they were like, dude, you had such great reflexes, it was kind of cool, you know. So what I've gained from that story that I didn't know last time is that you had on Tight pants for the ladies. <laughs> Tight pants for the ladies. Oh, you know those work pants. Got to show the butt off. So this is going to be the test of our true friendship. How was my day, Brandon? What did I do? You went to work today. And what did I do at work? You train some people and then you go, well, not really train some people, but help some people out. I don't know if that was quote by quote, but it was pretty darn close. <laughs> it was, all right. No, so what I said was, uh, do you notice how this is so one-sided that I remembered his day entirely? Okay, I could describe the mechanism. Mine was more eventful. Eventful? <laughs> yeah. My day was eventful. I said, I went to a training. Then I said, well, I didn't get trained. I trained other people. I That's close. what I that said. That was close. That was, you did, you, I said you were training, or you didn't actually train people. That was close. I was close. Y'all think I was close? I think I was close. I don't think he was close. All right, fine. Whatever. Fine. I'm sorry. All right. So, for the second time today, let's dive right in. And, <laughs> Brandon, start us off. I have no idea what the topic's going to be. You know what? My topic was, I was thinking about our youth, and I wanted to know, Chuck, in elementary school days, what was your favorite recess activity? Recess activity. And so there's two... Okay, so there's really one thing that I did. And it's honestly, I did it with my brothers a lot too. So maybe it's just something I do with my friends. Uh, so, But there's one thing I'm going to speak about very briefly. And that was a game called Overboard. And we invented this. I was in fifth grade, I think, when it really started to kick off. And I know the kids after us did it as well. So the, where they and, until they had the like the lunch lady said, "Stop! You can't do that game anymore. It's too bad." Uh, but basically, what it was is so we all know those big jungle gyms that we had uh, in the playgrounds when we were kids, right? They you can climb up of them multiple ways. There's multiple slides going down and stuff like that. 
Well, the objective of Overboard was you had the team that was trying to stay alive and the team that was, for lack of a better term, trying to maim people. And <laughs> the team that was trying to maim people, their objective was to literally rip people down from the jungle gyms and throw them on the uh, wood chips. So whether you're like going through on the monkey bars, people will come through and try to rip you down. Whether you're trying to climb up the slide, people will push you over the slide. It was very violent, a lot of fun. Uh, and it's like one of those things that... Obviously, it's just, we just arbitrarily made it up. It's just a of game course. of kids being capricious and just doing it, and it stuck. It literally stuck, and it was a lot of fun. But that's that's not the game. That's not what I think about when I think of recess when I was a kid. Whereas most people were civilized and played basketball, maybe some civilized hopscotch, <laughs> uh, maybe a good old game of tag. Uh, what me and my friends like to do is we like to fight, and I don't mean fight in the form of we're actually mad at each other, like let's be scrapping, but like. Oh, Dragon Ball Z, let's try this move. Can you take a command man to the face? You're like, can I spirit bomb you in your ear? Like, it's, let's let's scrap. Or like when Tekken came out and uh, I think it was, I think it's Jin. Do you remember Jin yeah. had that one move where he would jump and like kind of do like a kick like with his leg but like spinning on his foot kind of like a... Oh, yeah. The, yeah like, like I, little, I do know the move. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really know. It's, yeah, he's like on his tippy toe in one leg and then like he's, he's yeah. on the other foot and he's just like yeah. doing that. Yeah. Like, kind of looks like a helicopter. Like, yeah, one like a leg. sleeping kick though. Kind of like if you, if you know Street Fighter with with uh, Ken, how he does not, not his Toyokin or you know what I'm talking about, but when he like spins the leg, yeah, kind of uh, like that. So we would be doing things like that to each other uh, throughout all the recess. So fighting, basically, to the lunch ladies came over and said, "I told y'all to stop fighting," and we'd be like, "Oh, sorry, Miss Judy," and then we would like wait for her to go, and then we start scrapping again. So uh, that's what it was. Nothing too serious, but that's literally what we did at recess. Uh, what about you? Were you more civilized than us? No, uh, we also made a game. So, my favorite game in recess was it's gonna be a little basic kickball. I love kickball. But yeah, we very had basic, <laughs> like <laughs> recess basic, like the show recess. <laughs> the show recess. <laughs> Literally spoke about kickball. That's right. as basic as it you gets. All right, um, but the, we had two versions of kickball. Um, we had the the standard kickball that everyone thinks of. You know, three bases, basically basket baseball. Who almost said basketball? Basically baseball, just with kickball. So that one's fun. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. But we also had a different version. Now, was it actually called kickball? We don't really know because this is another one of those like kids kind of made up on the spot thing. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is we're basically on this court, um, about a basketball court. Oh, let me a little wider because it was just the, like, it was like the, um, there was a black top that we were on. But it had, okay. it had a line down the middle and there was a basketball court on one side and then like, you know, uh, four square on the other side and all this other thing. But it was mm-hmm. a black top that aligned on the middle. And we had a whole bunch of balls, whether it was soccer balls, um, footballs, kickballs. Oh, so it's not just kickballs. No, it was... It These was are, it's a myriad it was, of balls. <laughs> yeah, it was It was a lot of things. Um, and we split into two teams. They weren't even, obviously. Like, we kind of just won on whatever side your friends are on. Mm-hmm. But we would have these balls, and our goal was to kick them to the respective sides' uh, grass. Now, whether it was... Kicking them straight or kicking them high, you know, that kind of depended on the person. But the other team was trying to block these balls before they got to the side. And most of the time, they were just kind of standing on the very edge of the blacktop, you know, catching them if they can. Sometimes we'd go out to the grass because we like, you know, if you caught it before it hit the grass, we'd still count it. Mm-hmm. So we weren't always on the blacktop and we weren't really following rules like that. So if you caught it, it didn't count as a point for the other team? Correct. Okay. So we were kind of just, we'd, we'd be all over. It was really flexible. I don't think anyone actually keeping track and we were just trying to kick the ball you know we were kids at the time so. I just imagine all these kids like lined up getting pelted with balls like take it for the team Johnny take it why didn't you stop that football with your face it was basically a less extreme red rover 
<laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of people would either kick it, try to kick it directly towards them and get it through, or what most people did was try to kick it high and, and over them. And um, we had this one guy, one of my good friends. His name was Kenny. Shouts to Kenny. Um, he was just he was an athletic kid at the time, and he could kick this particular ball. It was a red soccer ball that was slightly deflated. And I remember this. <laughs> a slightly deflated red soccer ball? Yeah, but because it was slightly deflated, you could kick it really high. And Kenny could kick the highest. So every time we got that ball, we were like, oh, it's the ball. Because like, everyone knew that ball because everyone wanted to kick that ball because uh-huh. you could kick it so hard and high. But, you know, we wanted the point, so we gave it to Kenny all the time. And Kenny would just launch that sucker. And, like, granted, we were in elementary school, so we were really facetious at the time because... I remember thinking that he could kick it as high as the flagpole in, um, in their front yard. There was no way he kicked it that high. Like, our flagpole was high. But I was just like, oh, yeah, obviously, like, that's how good he is. He can kick it as high as the flagpole. <laughs> I remember telling a whole bunch of fifth graders that. So they gave him the ball, and he kicked it. And granted, he kicked it high. But they were like, it wasn't even anywhere near the flagpole. <laughs> I was like, you guys are stupid. You don't know. And, you know, kid stuff. But it was just a really fun game, and it was just one of my favorite games growing up because that's just that's what we did we, and it wasn't just for like you know a couple resources yeah like it was it was years like we played this game for years oh wow yeah so it's a lot of fun lot so of fun. we got kickball and then like dodge these balls i'm kicking at <laughs> those are your two versions <laughs> you know we didn't we, we really didn't have a name like everyone just kind of knew you know mm-hmm. we, we recess would start want to play fake kickball? one person would kick the ball and we're like oh it's on <laughs> like we <laughs> everyone just got to their respective sides and we were just like let's go and you know so all right, so, okay, kickball, that's a sport, and what's interesting is, so Kenny was the one who really, for at least for your team, he was your centerpiece, right? Yeah. He was the one who you needed to be like, if Kenny gets that red ball, it's on and popping. We much. Even though we don't know how we score, and we don't know <laughs> how the points work, we know that we might score some fake points. As long as it goes high, that's a point, right? Okay, so we know we're going to do some high point stuff, or maybe whatever. So... For you, for your team, Kenny was a centerpiece, right? Correct. What I want to speak about for sports is we know that and for different sports, there are different positions that carry more weight, that people put more value on, more emphasis on. So for uh, football, obviously, it's the quarterback. People think without a quarterback, you can't win in championships. In a lot of ways, that's true. If you don't have someone who can play call, audible, can recognize the defense, can make the people around them better, you know, it'll, you'll have a tougher time winning. Uh, when, let's see, I really only know, oh, uh, libero, libero and volleyball, like, you need to have someone in the back row who can return those, who can get it to your setter, so that way your hitters can have opportunity, um, to hit, uh, or, or basketball, uh, the point guard, a lot of people say that the point guard is really, uh, the one that, uh, brings the team together. What I want to speak about is the position that I think is the most overrated in regards to the impact it can have on a game. Uh, and the position I think it is, and I actually already said it, I think is the point guard in basketball. Now, hear me out. Um, and I've thought about this a lot. The reason I think a point guard is overrated, because what a point guard is supposed to do is it, the, a point guard is supposed to have pinpoint accuracy in regards to passing, right? It's supposed to open up opportunities for the teammates that wouldn't be there if the point guard didn't have the ball. The point guard is supposed to make the team, their teammates around them better, not from their own scoring ability, but from their ability to find openings, create openings, direct traffic, direct the um, di- direct their teammates. They're really the floor general, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be calling out the plays, making things happen, and making sure that they can be effective in offense. Uh, that's what the point guard is supposed to do. 
And there's a few reasons I think the point guard position is overrated. First, I'm going to speak about uh, is if you think of all the greats in basketball, you think of all the greats. And I was actually looking at some top 10 lists of basketball players. And mm-hmm. who do you think the common people on these top 10 lists were? Uh, I mean, Magic. Um, are we talking like all players? Just any just, players, yeah. Okay, Magic, Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah, D-Wade. I mean, those are, <laughs> so those are, those are some names. And so I saw a lot of Kareem, obviously a lot of Jordan, a lot of LeBron, a lot of Kobe. Um Oh, uh, Bill Russell, which I would argue because the league was completely different then. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Chamberlain again, the league was completely different then. Um, but yeah, so he was a seven-two person while everyone else is five-six. Right, he got hundred points. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but so those are the players you hear over and mm-hmm. over. And out of all of those players, the only point guard in there is. Uh, is Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that was consistently in these top 10 lists I was looking at. Even if I'm thinking about my the top 10 players, the best point guards I think about, I can think about like when we think of like the legends, the ones who really stick out, the ones who could do it, uh, would be Magic, who could be another position because he's huge, right? Oh, he yeah. He's a point guard because of his skill set, not because of his size. Um, and Isaiah Thomas, who truly oh, was a point guard, who yeah. if, he was a, if he was a point guard in this era where you can't hand check and stuff like that, he would be... He would be way. He would. He's a boss. Um, and then Oscar Robinson too. If you th- Oscar Robinson is someone who um, a lot of people point to, although he wasn't really on anyone's uh, top ten list. But if you think of all these players, really, there's no point guards. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, if you think of the best players, the best players can do everything a point guard can do from another position. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is someone who's a, uh, he's a three. Uh, he's a small forward, I believe, and he literally can do every single thing I might get some stuff for this that Kyrie can do but better if I think of how Kyrie gets his teammates involved he's a good point guard I think I actually think Kyrie's more clutch than LeBron but when I think of his passing ability think of the passes that LeBron's make consistently think of how LeBron gets his teammates involved in the game think about how LeBron can rally his teammates uh, he does those better than any point guard he's worked with. He does that better than who was who did they had. I think they had Chalmers and Shumpert when he was at um, when he was at um, uh, the Heat. Obviously, he does it better than Delavanova when he had him. But, but I think he does does it better than Kyrie as well. Um, and if you think of other players, if you think of like Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan. Uh, now he has Tony Parker with him. Tony Parker, who is a legendary point guard, right? Yeah. Legendary point guard. I would still say Tim Duncan had more of an effect on that team than Tony Parker did. Tony Parker, again, nothing take nothing away from him, but who was the cornerstone of the uh, of the Spurs? It wasn't Tony Parker. He was a big piece of it, but Tim Duncan is what made that franchise what it is. Yeah. Uh, if you think of the Lakers, it was the Lake Show when Magic was there, but after that it was about Kobe. Mm-hmm. Who was Kobe's point guards? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know either. I, I literally <laughs> don't know minute. either. Wait, hold on. I feel like I do. Oh, hmm. see, because now I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> it's the funny thing is, I'm not actually thinking about like. Yeah, I know the guy. Uh, it's more like I remember seeing his name on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. Now, while there are quality ones like Steve Nash, and I think Steph Curry will be looked at as a legend going forward, depending on how Curry's uh, uh, career goes, he'll be looked at as a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I just feel that the point guard is overrated because what the point what point guards do can be done in other positions. The last thing I'm gonna say about this is look at Russell Westbrook. He is a point guard. 
Uh, and for those who are listening to the podcast, I'm doing air quotes heavy. He's a point guard, kind of a name only. He's really a shooting guard uh, who just has people who are on his team are literally scared to shoot. Uh, so he does all the shooting. And when he passes it to him, he's like, take a shot. I need to get my sis up. Like, I feel like that's what it is. Um, and even when he had Kevin Durant and he had James Harden and he had Serge Ibaka and he had other pieces who were there with him, he was still taking shooting like he is now. So even like even with a point guard with talent around him so he can't distribute, he was still out here just shooting like a shooting guard and, and, uh, and, and playing the game as a shooting guard would as opposed to a point guard. So those are my thoughts. A controversial thought. I no. understand that. But those are my thoughts in regards to how we overhype the point guard position. Um, what are your thoughts? And I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying because I do believe that now, especially especially now, um, a lot of things have changed. It's not what it used to be where, you know, point guards were point guards, shooting guards were shooting guards, small forwards were small forwards, and so on and so on. I think now we have a lot of positions that people fill a lot of things. Look at Dirk Nowinski. He is a, another small forward that just does a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I bring him up because I just remember... Um, an analyzer's analysis talking about him, how he can do these amazing things, you know, how he can be a big man down low, but he can also be an amazing outside shooter and shoot threes and all that. So there's just people like him, and that's what I think the industry is looking for, people who can play multiple roles. Because, I mean, as nice as it is to have a person play one role, you know, and be great, and someone be an amazing shooting guard, they just, they want, it would be just as good if they can be an amazing shooting guard and amazing uh, player down in the paint, you know. So I understand why point guards can definitely be overlooked because, I mean, honestly, you can look at a lot of shooting guards and say they could probably do the point guard position. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. mean, D. Rose basically is a shooting guard. Uh, (laughs) Like, I know he plays point guards, but he could be a shooting guard. Kobe he was a point guard at some points. At least it felt like it, you know. He had the ball. If he wanted to pass, he would pass. If he didn't, then he's Kobe. He's Kobe. He can do what he wants, which kind of reminds me, kind of a little off topic, but just I just thought about Kobe. And as you know, I'm a huge Steve Nash fan, so I'm rooting for the Suns. I remember this one playoff game where it was a really close game, and Lakers just needed one more win, and Kobe was taking the ball, and like he was going and shooting like the final seconds. Airballs it. Kobe airballs it, but at the time he was run our test, Metal World Peace, but at the time he was run our test, mm-hmm. picks up the ball and shoots it and wins the game. In the interview, he goes, Oh, yeah, um, I knew Kobe was gonna airball it, so I just <laughs> expected it and just went. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> what you knew Kobe was gonna airball? Oh, oh, my dad was there, I was livid because I really wanted the Phoenix to win. And I just remember him saying that, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, who expects Kobe to airball? Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen. And But he, yeah, he was there, and he happened to get the rebound and shoot it up for two points, and they won the game. But I was just like, don't even, don't say that you knew he was going to airball it. Like, because earlier that game, I think he shot a three with three people covered him, and he made it. <laughs> so, like, no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that yeah, wasn't a side. Yeah, right? <laughs> it just it just reminded me that I'm um, mm-hmm. like because Kobe's Kobe and he does amazing things, you know. Right, right. But so just thinking about that, just kind of. Um, but yeah, so I just feel like a lot of players can fit a lot of roles now. Mm-hmm. So certain saying that they're just a point guard or just a shooting guard can, I can see being over gratified and not what the league needs. I feel you, and. Uh, one more quick note on this. 
what I'm interested to see is Lonzo Ball. Um, him come up throughout the league. He's it'll be interesting to see where he gets uh, drafted for the lottery. Uh, and he's he's very much kind of like so. I, I think one of the best pure point guard we have in the league right now. And depending on how you looked at his career, is definitely ebbed and flow. Like when he was with the Mavs, so much not so much. Um, but Rajon Rondo, he is someone who truly feeds off of ensuring he can get his teammates uh, in better predicaments than they would be if he wasn't on the court. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think Lonzo Ball is one of those players. He has high basketball IQ. He understands that he doesn't have to be to score for the team to be successful. Now he has been on teams where he's had to do that. But it, I'll be interested to see when he has some better pieces around him, how he can utilize his basketball IQ, his passing ability uh, to affect that. And I think it'll be interesting to see a very pass-oriented, pass-first-oriented mm-hmm. person like Rajon uh, in the league. Because I'm, I'm sure there's, um, I'm sure there's point guards I could think of that are in the league now that are very pass-first and very good at it, very, very well-rounded. But I can't even think of anyone who really jumps off because if you think of, like, Steph Curry, he's not known for passing. He's known for shooting threes, <laughs> shooting threes right? threes and uh, looking away when he shoots the threes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If you think of Kyrie, he's known for the handles. He's known for crossing people out and doing it. Chris Paul, Chris Paul is definitely, uh, he's very pass-oriented, but he's also scoring, like, 25 a game. Mm-hmm. So he's very much a scorer, and then he passes if, if he doesn't have the ability to score. Um, but he's, I think he's a score first pass later. So I think Lonzo will be someone who will be pass first and it'll be interesting to see someone with that talent come in. Um, also, since so just cause of the timing, I think it was very stupid for the bears to trade up for Mitch Turbinski. Uh, yeah, just want to throw that out there. Uh, oh, before, so before we, uh, move forward. I have to give a shout out to Sean. Oh, yes. Sean, okay, so like we said, this is the second time doing the podcast. So Sean was actually here earlier, and uh, we gave our, another friend a shout out, which we'll do too. Uh, we gave another friend a shout out, and my, uh, Sean was behind the camera like, you're not going to give me a shout out, because Sean actually gave us the mic. So the mic that we use every week is from Sean. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Uh, and our second shout out goes to our friend Brett. He's the one who made our logo and our emblem in... We were very picky about it. He made like 20 of them at least. Yes, yes, um, yes. And he kept sending us, and he's like, you guys are really picky. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, He's just like, this is great, but... <laughs> you know? So we kept doing that. Um, so thank you, Brett. Shout out to him. We appreciate the logo. Hope you guys do too. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess continuing to shout out to Brett. We made it to the IM Volleyball Championship last night. We lost, <laughs> but... That eh, was cool to be there, I guess. Y'all um, made it. Yeah, we made it. Y'all made it. And where we made it. Okay, anyway, uh, Brandon, <laughs> well, what you got for us? Uh, so, for the last topic of video games, um, as you know, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts recently, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking, what is your favorite series? Like, if you just had to pick up a series, what would be your favorite all-time? Or just, and why? So... Um, I, I don't know if I would say this is my favorite series all time, but a series that is really important to me, a series that I think is very um, meaningful, like mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the next installment, would be Borderlands. Uh, and, and it's not just because like, oh, this series is so great, played it when I was a kid, <laughs> da, 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 da. It's not even that. Uh, it's, I love what the 
I think Borderlands is a relationship builder mm -hmm. uh, of video games. And video games is something that uh, I'm, I'm very much a solo player, but a lot of the experiences I had when I was younger playing video games was playing co-op with my cousins like so whether like whether it was actual co-op where we're playing golden eye and uh, fighting against each other or whatever or um if we're playing uh mario kart or somebody doing that or if it's the fake co-op where it's every time you die we, you pass the controller and like we're playing crash bandicoot or something like mm. that um but borderlands <laughs> is something that i think is a great relationship builder because it has that local cop coach or local couch co-op where you can just pick a controller yeah. and be playing on the same screen not a lot of games have that now so borderlands one borderlands two Great stories, right? Yes. Especially Borderlands 2 with Handsome Jack. I, I love Handsome Jack as a character. Like, uh, I'm not going to lie. have listened to just sound bits of, you know, things that have happened in the game. Just him talking just because it's hilarious. It really it is. It is so funny. Uh, yeah, like, I've just, I've done other things and just put it on YouTube and just listened to it while I'm doing other things. <laughs> and I just laugh because I'm just like, like, I know what parts of the game he's talking about. And I just think mm -hmm. it's funny. Especially the beginning when he's eating pretzels and just yeah and he's talking about like how you doing there pumpkin yeah, yeah. it's just really funny <laughs> yeah. so it, it, jack is such a well-developed character and i really like the pre-sequel because they add more layers to him now i don't think the game it's a very different game it's kind of like more borderlands 2 except in low gravity right mm -hmm. and they add in lasers so it's it, it's it's not everything that borderlands 2 was but the the character development in borderlands I don't, and obviously no first person shooter comes close, right? Because it really is, it's a first person shooter that's wrapped into an RPG. Yeah. The closest thing they've had to it was Destiny, but that's a whole other topic that we're not even going to. Yeah, we will <laughs> talk about that at a later day. Later day. Y'all not getting my money, Destiny 2. It's not happening. You not getting my money. I'm not giving you my money. I made this vowel, vowel. I made this vowel, vowel. once I realized how much y'all lied. <laughs> Deceived people. I actually learned a new word about deceiving people. Oh. It's called perfidious. You are perfidious. You're perfidious in nature. It means to be intentionally deceitful. You are intentionally deceitful. I hate you. Um, but going back to Borderlands. <laughs> a good series. Yes. Full of truth and honesty. Um, <laughs> and not deceit. Yeah, and not deceit. They're not perfidious. <laughs> not perfidious at all. Uh, but, yeah, so... Oh, oh man, I can't stand Destiny. But Ooh. yeah, so uh, Borderlands, it, it's great. And uh, so one of the reasons I really like it is because it allows you to bring other people into video games. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've actually played Borderlands with two partners, like two girlfriends of mine. And it was like their first real foray into video games, right? Their first time actually getting their feet wet. And what I noticed is the hardest thing... and. We did it so long ago, maybe we don't even remember, but the hardest thing for people to grasp for video games who like, haven't really started is like the double joystick, how one's essentially your, your legs, legs and the other one's essentially your eyes or your yeah. head, right? And so they're like playing with one joystick, like, why am I looking at the sky? <laughs> Who's shooting me? Or like, why am I only looking at my feet? And so like being able to get them in, a, in Borderlands, which is cartoony, it's not too fast placed, like Modern Warfare, and it's, it's pretty chill. Mm. Uh, it was like a great way to get them into video games and everything like that. So um, I've used that as a tool. And out of all the games that I've played uh, with people, I really think Borderlands is the only one that people were like excited to play, right? Because like if you're playing with a girlfriend and being like, hey, do you want to play Diablo? Do you want to play Gauntlet? Do you want to play these other things? And that we did play and that they enjoyed. Uh, but 
Bartland was the one that like really stuck. They and I think it was because of the story. They felt invested. They knew what was going on. Like let's kill Jack. <laughs> he's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's he's terrible. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. He killed Bloodwing. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but yeah, if you don't, if you don't know by now, you, whatever. Yeah, it's been but, quite a while. Yeah. What about you, man? Um, my favorite series I mentioned earlier, Kingdom Hearts. I absolutely love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I started playing when I was younger um we had this debate when it came out 2002 yeah, <laughs> we had a long debate like to the yeah. point where we actually like look i like pulled out my phone and started looking up the date and then it's because and it all had, yeah it was it was long and it's because i thought pokemon the movie 2000 came out when i was in first grade but that was with lugia not with mewtwo the one with mewtwo came out in like 98 i'm just gonna trust just, you 98 because i was wrong yeah, i mean i could be wrong with that one. but bottom line yeah. he knows more about pokemon movie days than i do <laughs> continue uh, um, but yeah, so I played that when I was younger. My brother had it, and you know, I first just like what, like a game about Disney, like what, like what, how could, how does this work? Mm-hmm. And so I was curious, I was a little skeptical, but I tested it out, and it was just really fun. The customization, even though I didn't understand half of it when I was younger, um, you know, going to all these worlds, seeing all these Disney characters, there was actually kind of cool. But not only that, it was the characters that they put in themselves. The, you know, having Final Fantasy aspects in it, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. great. The characters Cloud that they made for was it. so dope. Dude, they make mixed Cloud and Vincent in the very first one. So he had, like, Vincent's clothes yeah. with the red clothing. with, like, the cloak and uh-huh. stuff on the back. And then he gave, he gave him, like, a double wing for some reason. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> Whatever, it's cool. Yeah, right? And, so, and yeah, I was, like, like, stuck throughout all the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And, like, it kind of counteracted Sephiroth with his angel wing. I was mm-hmm. like, that's really cool. Um, so... That's just an amazing series that I just love, and it's only gotten better. I mean, yes, the story has been very convoluted with it going to Chain of Memories, which is on the Game Boy Advance, then to technically Kingdom Hearts 2 um, in release order, if we're saying. Mm -hmm. Then it goes to 358 over 2, Birth by Sleep afterwards. I believe. I think Birth by Sleep was before 358 over 2. Was it? I mean, that's also possible. Um, And then going to um, Dream Drop Distance. Yes. And then that's if you don't count, you know, coded in there too. Oh coded yeah, was coded. also there, and it looked so. like a li- this much uh, canon at the end, like pretty much. Like, like the most important part was at the very end of it. Um, and then you also have Kingdom Hearts. Um, ooh, it was like it's like Key or something. I don't know, it was a phone game, but they uh, they renamed it in the American release of like Kingdom Hearts Unchained. Um, there are some scenes in it that are in two point eight. If you've played that. Uh, there's just so it's just it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. they're a little bit of everywhere, and it can be a really convoluted story. But once you understand it, and like once you finally realize the flow and see the story, it's amazing. And like yes, it takes a lot, especially if you weren't blessed like I was to have um, six systems. Yeah, multiple systems that you needed. Um, you're missing out on a lot of games, and yes, some of them do cover other games, and uh, especially Dream Got Distance. I think that was a really well put game because mm-hmm. they had um, synopses of each Kingdom Hearts so far, which I think was really needed just in case. You know, everyone loves a good refresher. Right. But just the game series in general, I love the customization of one, and then you hit two, and two was just amazing. You know, two was it was a just short of a masterpiece. <laughs> I don't want to say a masterpiece, but it was. It was such a leap it from was. the first one. It, it was, was such a phenomenal leap. And just them adding in like the triangle with the reaction time changed that combat. Was huge. So the drive time, forms too. Reaction yeah. time in itself could I 
Drive form was just a bonus. Yeah, yeah. I honestly believe drive. But form reaction was a time, reaction yes. time was such a huge addition because it also uh, added interaction with triangle. Mm-hmm. If you remember in the first Kingdom Hearts game on um, PlayStation Two, if you had to open a treasure chest or talk to someone, you had it to would, scroll. No, it would change your. Att- I'm pretty sure it would change your attack. No, I think it would change your magic or would it? Okay, well maybe. No, I, I think it was changing. I'll your trust attack. you. I'm just gonna trust you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're playing. You just got done playing. Well, one, didn't the you? thing is, though, um, in the in 1.5, they've added the reaction button in there. So, like, all the interaction, oh. talking, and opening things is still triangle. That's what I'm saying. On PlayStation 2's version, I believe I could be wrong. I it believe your that attack it was to, it. to talk, yes, okay. or to open. You know, and that caused a lot of issues because mm-hmm. you know, if not perfectly in front, kind of like Final Fantasy 15 with their jump button. <laughs> How have you not learned? <laughs> How have you not learned Square? Square. Square. You tell yeah. me Final Fantasy XV was in production for 10 years. 10 years. Ooh. And you did not realize that, hey, the jump button is kind of the button that you use to interact with everything. And, oh, it doesn't re- recognize when you buy stuff. And so I'm just going to be jumping in front of this door trying to open it for a good two minutes. Continue, Brandon. Yeah. Um, so they changed that, and they made that was reaction. so stupid. Why didn't they do that? But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just like <laughs> you. You on a rant today? Yeah. I'm taking just... over. Oh man, I should not have brought Destiny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I, I ticked them off. <laughs> but yeah. no, just the reaction command, especially um, doing that first boss fight with Roxas. Like that's when they really showed the reaction commands and what you could do. And mm-hmm. I was like. I'm excited for this game. Yeah. And then how they just changed the combat system. I've mentioned before, um, Nomura kind of in his mindset for Kingdom Hearts, he wanted the combat to be something like a kid would do. So they're really basic combos. In Kingdom Hearts 2, he like completely got rid of that. And, you know, Sora's flipping around. He's right. like, not even holding the Keyblade at some points. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's explosions and all types of stuff. And you're just like, oh, snap. And they were, the combos are actually just beautiful to look at. You know, you could do these very well put together and just and watch them. And then the fact that they were different every time you had a different drive form was just amazing. Yes. You know, the the fi- was it yeah final, final form, form combos. Yes, were absolutely stunning. beautiful. Yeah, um, the fact you had more keyblades or well, give or take if you played Final Mixes versions. Um, the original Kingdom Hearts Final Mix version had almost the same amount of keyblades as Kingdom Hearts Two did, and especially with the final. I don't think they added another one with the Final Mix, but. I don't remember. Uh, either way, it's just been an amazing series in the entire time. I am, yes, there are Kingdom Hearts games that I like more than others, but there's never been one game where I really just go, no, I hate this game. Like, even Chain of Memories, which is the most different of all of them, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, with the card system and everything, like, there are times when I do dislike it and I as I told you before, I thought I wasn't going to play it again on my 1.5 plus 2.5, but here I am playing Chain of Memories, almost completed the game yet again, because I'm like, you know, it's actually not that bad, and yes, the story doesn't actually progress, you know, the story that they're doing, but it gives you a lot of character development and mm-hmm. with the main characters, and I think that's amazing. And so just playing this again, it's just a series that I can just continue to go back and play over again. Like, this is my third time, I think, playing multiple of these games. So it's just, I love Kingdom Hearts. I agree. Kingdom Hearts is one of those series that um, you know it's resonated with people when they can make multiple of the same release and people keep buying them. So I was yeah. Kingdom Hearts 1 and 1.5 and 2.5 and <laughs> 2.8 because we're almost there. And people keep buying it because the, the, the series means a lot to people. 
Uh, and I, although I hate when people or companies uh, do things like that, because I'm like, just give me another title, mm-hmm. give me another real title. Instead of pushing Kingdom Hearts 3 back to 218, two, uh, 219, maybe if you even have a team working on... Oh. 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8. <laughs> Maybe they could have put out another. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, it, it, like you said, it really is a, a masterpiece of a series. I remember um, first time I played it, how much I loved it, how much my brothers loved it, and now my brother's a bigger fan of it than I am. He's got, he's played the 1.5, 2.0. All he's played mm-hmm. all that stuff, and he keeps really trying to get me to do it. And I'm like, I'll play it when the next actual installment comes out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah. I feel like if if you're to play them again, 1.5 plus 2.5, and then the one they just released in PlayStation 4, that would be the one to play because it's 60 FPS. Everything looks great. You you can literally feel. At least I can because I like I said I played the game multiple times. You can feel the difference. The loading streams are instant. You know how uh, I don't know if you remember, but like if you're transforming into dry forms, you know it's two. Like you'd like do the little pop thing and like it take a second. Like, yeah, like there would yeah, be a, like, there's not it's not that doesn't exist anymore. Like it's just it just flows so much better. Really, yeah, I actually do remember that because we'd be like ah, and then we'll like stay there for a second and then <laughs> yeah, it would start. Like, yeah, and no, then. sometimes they'll stay there for a while because I remember like being there. I'm like, am I pause and I like, kind of like do a slow motion like turn around like it was like some matrix stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, so you know, back in the day, like PlayStation, I would say PlayStation Two, PlayStation One. Uh, when you have to figure out like when the game is like going slow the frame is going slow you're like did it freeze yeah. did it not freeze I'm going to wait like 10-15 seconds okay and I'm going to walk slowly to my system because I don't want to turn it off in it and right before I hit the button okay it worked alright cool it's not freezing like this like how spoiled we are now with games like with loading screen it's oh, been yeah. loading for a whole 7 seconds I think this is the best oh, up yeah. as opposed to before like we would just be walking in the hallway and it would stop yeah. and we were like eh, I'll wait a minute to see what's up <laughs> don't you remember i'd even play uh it was a tony hawk game i'd even play tony hawk games but i think it was uh tony hawk underground where it was like their biggest thing was no loading screens or something uh that was huge i want to say it's tony hawk underground i could be wrong, i know, I know tony was, hawk's underground i remember it was like a big it, deal when it came out yeah. i didn't know if that was like their i think it was i think it, yeah there's just no loading screens or something like That's that wild. i just <laughs> yeah which, and everyone's like no loading screens <laughs> right you can play forever right? <laughs> yeah. so well um, as always, uh, you can find BC Weekly wherever you pick up your podcast. Uh, well, I guess I should, before I say that, anything to add for the good order, Brandon? No, that was it. You're, you're, yeah, you understood. Go for it. All right, great. You can find BC Weekly wherever <laughs> you pick up your podcast. So whether that be SoundCloud, YouTube, or iTunes, you can always find us there. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about the show or any topics you would like to have heard, be sure to reach out to us. Um, you can do so at bcweeklypodcast at gmail.com. And you can always leave it in the comments in the YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for listening, as always. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>